Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. What do you know? Looky here. Look what the jungle karma has brought the Texas Rangers. It is a huge Texas year here in the jungle. We love being back on the air in San Antonio and in Austin. And what a dink that in a huge Texas year in the jungle, the Texas Rangers win their first World Series ever. What a dink! Here's another dink. Bruce Bochy comes on right before the series and then bang, you win your first world championship ever. So, Texas Rangers, Rangers fans, I've got two words for you this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Even Matt has two words for you this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Here's two more words. Just kidding. Of course I'm kidding. Of course, the karma was flowing on both sides of that series. And of course, nothing I did unlocked the road invincibility mode for the Rangers. I mean, we've been talking about it game by game, but 11 straight playoff wins on the road. I would have never believed that something like that was possible if I didn't just see it myself. And not only did Texas pull that off, they basically made it look easy. They made it look like it wasn't a thing at all. Winning 11 in a row on the road, including three in a row in Phoenix, in the World Series is a pretty epic way to win your first ever World Series. Pretty epic way to get the number on Hedgie's ass to zero. What's the number on your ass right now? Zero is the number on his ass right now. Especially considering how Game 5 was going for most of Game 5 last night. Ancient history right now, but for most of that night, the Rangers did not even have a knock. Couldn't even get a hit. So mad props to Zach Gallen for going out and pitching the best game of his life with the World Series on the line and their backs up against the wall. No props, unfortunately, for the D-backs bats for getting nothing across the plate and not cashing in multiple opportunities. None of them. While this dude's out there pitching his guts out and dominating for six innings. I mean, it's not like Arizona didn't have their chances. Texas finally gets a hit in the seventh. And, of course, the dude to break up the no-no was none other than the eventual World Series MVP, Corey Drew Seeger. And yes, he earns a full government today. That's what happens when you become the fourth player ever to win two World Series MVPs. That's what happens when you join any list where the only other members are Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson. Jackson. And he did it for two different teams. I mentioned yesterday how Seager had more home runs in the same number of postseason games than even Mr. October. Reggie, now you can say he has more postseason home runs than Mr. October and more World Series MVPs than Mr. November, Derek Jeter. Is that any good? But the game and the series were really decided in the ninth when Texas tacked on four insurance runs and then broke the game wide open on an Alec Thomas error in center field. 
have the offense show up. This is going to be the clincher. Hot shot in the center field. Three consecutive hits in the ninth. The ball gets by. It's all the way to the track. It goes all the way to the wall and two runs score. Heim to third. It's three to nothing, Texas. Can you imagine how badly that must have felt? What a horrible feeling that must have been when that ball got by him. Nothing more humiliating anyway than have a ball get by you and then have to turn around and run and chase it down to the warning track. But in that situation, got to feel for him. That was the ball game right there and the series. And that was that. Thanks for coming. The D-backs have been solid all month long, but they left a couple of defensive plays out there in the last two games. And ultimately, it hurt them badly. However, that said, there is no shame in any of this for Arizona. They had an amazing run. They finally ran into a buzzsaw. They ran into a team that was hotter. They ran into a team that was just better. But the Snakes exceeded all expectations outside their own clubhouse. They did it way ahead of schedule. It was an awesome thing to see. Which is why it was so tough to see my dude, Tori Lovello, as devastated as he was last night. Here's Tori after the game addressing D-backs fans. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry I didn't do my job to get us there. Um, but I will. We all will. And um, we know they're out there. We love them. They can say what they want to us and the good times and the bad, but we know what, they're, what they want. They want a world championship as badly as we do. We all bleed Sedona red. My man, apology not accepted. You've got nothing to apologize for, nor did you do anything wrong. You're wrong. You did do your job. You did your job ridiculously well. And the fans had better appreciate it because they've got one of the best managers in baseball. And that was true before the season, and it could not be any more obvious than it is right now. So you get to do whatever the hell you want to do, my man, even in defeat. Even if what you want to do is a little bit unusual. I want to run away and hide for a few days. I want to go camping and just sit in the tent and and suck my thumb, you know? <laughs> And eat ice cream. <laughs> Bro, I feel you. the weirdest answer you guys have ever had right there. <laughs> I feel you. Run that back one more time. What do you want to do, Tori? I mean, I know that was just a kick in the stick. I know you're devastated. What would you like to do right now? I want to run away and hide for a few days. I want to go camping and just sit in the tent and, and suck my thumb, you know? <laughs> and eat ice cream. <laughs> Is that the weirdest answer you guys have ever had right there? <laughs> Pretty awesome, actually. My man, you can do whatever the hell you want. You earned it. You want to go on another bender, do that. You want to go sit in the woods and suck your thumb and suck down ice cream, do that. It actually sounds pretty awesome. Except that part about camping. And that part about sucking your thumb. And that part about vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream's ass. If it's another kind of ice cream and it doesn't involve camping or sucking your thumb, I'm in. I'm good. I'll meet you for that bender. We can drink. We can eat ice cream. We can do both. 
Torrey has once again made his point that he is one of the best managers in the game. Meantime, he ran into one of the best managers ever. Period. Full stop. Don't come up in here and recite his overall managerial record. This dude is one of the best to ever do it. Boach, we don't need a waiting period for the Hall of Fame. They could have carried this dude off the field straight to Cooperstown last night. Why even wait? Let's just do the induction ceremony immediately following the parade tomorrow. It's time to crown his ass. Boach is the third manager to ever win a World Series in both leagues. He's now won 17 postseason series. The only manager with more is Joe Torre. And only three managers ever have collected more commissioners' pieces of metal than Boach's four. Piece of metal. Speaking of the commissioner, yo, Bob, yite? Yite, man fraud? Because you didn't sound so good last night. You didn't even sound like you were going to make it through the piece of metal ceremony. Check this, dude. 63 years is a long time to wait. But the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. It's my distinct pleasure to present the Commissioner's Trophy to Ray Davis, Neil Liebman, and Chris Young. Brah. Cortisone, man. Take the spike. Take the spike. Blast it into your neck. World Series champions. World what? World Series champions. One more time. World Series champions. Man, they earned that World Series championship. World Series champions. Damn, bro. Hey there. Let me talk to you for a minute about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is where you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Listen, a crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week so there is always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. And with so many in-season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall in every single bite of HelloFresh's chef-crafted recipes. Produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can taste. Given my schedule, I absolutely love HelloFresh. I love how fresh it is. I love the options it gives me. And I know that I'm eating well and it tastes incredible. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome and use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use that code 50Rome and get 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is awesome. In fact, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. World Series champions. Man, they earned that World Series championship. World Series champions. Damn, bro. Mix in a sip of water. Lay off the almonds. Get a halls or a clue. So Bob manages to be the big loser of that series, by the way. Since the first four games got the worst TV ratings in the history of the World Series. He sounded right there like he'd seen the numbers, and he'd been crying all night about it. 
63 years is a long time to wait. My man, just relax. Everything's going to be fine. Numbers were actually improved this year. The rule changes enhanced the game, made it more watchable. You don't need to cry about that. The sport will be in great hands. It will. As soon as it's no longer in your hands. So at least we have that to look forward to. World Series champion. And judging from the way you sound, I don't know how much longer it's going to be in your hands. 63 years is a long time to wait. For what? For what? World Series champions. World Series champions? World Series champions. Anyway, you know who doesn't give a damn about the ratings? The Rangers and their amazing manager and their amazing team that somehow went from 102 losses to World Series champions. World Series champions. In just two seasons. So many dudes on that team need shout-outs. That's a team full of dudes. I don't have time to get to all of them in the open, even if they are World Series champions. World Series champions. But why don't we shout out a few? Marcus Simeon. He homered in the last two games of the series. He homered to hammer the nail in the coffin in the ninth last night. He played in every single game this entire season, all 179 of them. He also just had the most played appearances over a season, including the playoffs, of any player in the history of baseball, breaking a record set by none other than Lenny Dykstra in 1993. Man, that takes me back. That's the first time I sat with Lenny Dykstra was 1993 on Talk 2 with Dave Hollins. What a night that was. Holy crap. Two of those dudes rolled into Hollywood, blasted. And we did the interview live. Or how about Nathan Evaldi? Dude, this dude. How about him last night? Working out of every single jam. My dude has got a big brass set. And he signed with a team this past offseason. And he managed to duel with a dude working on a no-no last night. And he managed to set himself up for his fifth win of the postseason. They didn't just win all six of his starts. He won five decisions. He went 5-0. and oh. This dude is the master of the high-stress situation, and it showed the entire offseason. What an enormous signing for him. And then he caught so much flack for going there in the first place. Like, why would you want to be a part of that? Why are you going to a team that barely won 60 games? That's why. Also, what about Will Smith? Why do you even ponder signing with the Rangers? Because they're about to become World Series champions. World Series champions. And then, as I mentioned, you've got Will Smith. Not the keep my wife's name my out wife your bleeping mouth out your guy. No, the reliever who just pulled off the first individual three-peat in Major League history. This dude just won rings in the last three seasons with the Braves, the Astros, and the Rangers. So I guess if you want to win it next year, make sure you get that guy on your team. I mean, I could keep going and going, but I think by now you understand this. You get the point. Special team, special manager, special season, and I haven't even gotten to the most impressive part of all. The most impressive part of all, you want to talk about overcoming adversity. They talked about that a lot. 
We overcame every challenge. We overcame every adversity. We overcame every injury. We overcame everything. Yet left unsaid was the biggest adversity they overcame and fought through. The dudes overcame creeding themselves. I thought for sure that they would, that's what's in themselves to a certain doom. But they somehow not only resurrected Creed, they did so without burning themselves. I mean, the rest of us are just absolutely thrashed. We don't want anything to do with this. We had to hear 100% more Creed than any of us planned on hearing, including the Creed coming out of the clubhouse last night. When you win it all, and win it all the way they did, you can do whatever the hell you want, say whatever the hell you want, except that. I mean, painful. Searing pain. Searing pain! That's the only bad thing about this entire Rangers run. Freaking Creed. At least they didn't go jump in that disgusting pool. I'll give them that. But I do have a theory. Did you notice the way they had security posted up in front of that disgusting pool? I don't know that they didn't want to jump into that horrifying, scummy cesspool. And I'm not saying that to crack on Arizona. Any public pool is a horrifying, scummy cesspool. Especially the one where people jump into fully clothed and wasted over and over and over again. So, did they have enough sense to stay away from that scummy pool? Or did they want to actually get up in there but couldn't get by security? I don't know. I think it's just better that they didn't do it. But then again, they didn't have enough sense to stay away from Creed, did they? Incredibly enough, that did not bury them under a mountain of awful, awful karma. You know what the explanation for that is, right? The jungle karma balanced out the horrific Creed karma. So, one more time, Rangers fan, say it with me. Actually, don't even say it with me. Just listen to me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Great story. Both teams, great story. World Series champions. I cannot believe it. The Rangers, for the first time in the history of their franchise... Two years after losing more than 100 games, they are now World Series champions. World Series champions. Here, have this piece of metal. Piece of metal. How does it feel to be World Series champions? Have a piece of metal. But the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. You had to wait decades, but here's a piece of metal. Where's Creed? There you go, Ranger fan. Congrats. And you're welcome. You're right. welcome. In addition to that, that's done. Let's talk some NFL. I mentioned that I've got the big head. James Kelly coming up at 1040. We'll break down tonight's game. Can't lie. Been a little bit rattled. The fact that we made some money on the World Series helps. 
but we'll break down that game. Also, Tom Pelissero, post-NFL trade deadline, will be joining me in hour number three. Cowboys-Eagles. What do you see how we get into that matchup? Jera, well, Jera Atrick, has been acting awfully strange this week. Off-brand, off-topic. I don't know if the guy's losing it. I don't know if he's trying a different tact. Whatever it is, it's not working. Lakers-Clippers. Hey, did the Lakers win a world championship last night? They were acting like it. World Series champions. Are you the world champions? Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? Let me start by shouting out to the Metroplex. Yo, Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth, I know I don't have to ask you how you're living this morning because I know this is a good morning or a hungover morning or it's the same thing. I know this. As great as you're feeling about what the Rangers just pulled off, you also have one eye still fixed on Sunday afternoon when your Cowboys will be in Philadelphia for yet another barometer game, measuring state game. Except this time, Jera is not calling it that. He did before. He says he's not going to make the same mistake that he made before the Niners game. Remember, he called that game a measuring stick game. And then the Cowboys got that measuring stick shoved right up their backside. Jera actually put it after the Cowboys win over the Rams on Sunday. He said it. He said he does not, and I quote, want to poke the bear this time. Too early to talk about next week's showdown against the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Let's, don't, uh, let's soak this one up. <laughs> you want to wait. I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. <laughs> okay. You want to soak this one up? Is that what it's come to? Soaking up wins over the Rams? A depleted Rams squad? And did you pick up on what he said at the very end of that? Let's not poke the bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> poke <laughs> the bear. Was that Jarrah? channeling Jags lady. He doesn't want to do anything to poke the bear. And she says, a newcomer can't come in and steal the show. Steal the show. Seriously. Was that really Jera? Since when does Jera not want to poke the bear? Poking bears is like Jera's entire brand. Hey, man, don't get soft on us now, Pops. And since when does Jarrah learn his lesson? What, he learned his lesson against the Niners? He never learns his lessons. 
And since when is Jarrah afraid of the Eagles? Since when is Jarrah, when did he become afraid of anything? Well, other than his fear that people will stop looking at him and stop talking about him, and then he'll no longer be able to print money. I mean, sure, he's afraid of all that, but not other teams. Hell nah. Not until now, because it definitely sounds like Jarrah is afraid of the Eagles. Why else would he just put it out there like that? I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to poke the bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> okay. what, what is that? Is that some sort of Ali rope-a-dope where he acts like he's got nothing left and lets George Foreman punch himself out only to come off the ropes and dominate Gorge back in the day? Hey, whatever it is, it's out of character, it's off-brand, and it's extremely lame, Jera. Instead of worrying about poking the bear... I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. If you are what you always lead us to believe you are and your team is, you should be looking to go to Philadelphia and punch that bear in the face. That's what you do. You talk junk... Even if your team can't cash the checks, that's what you do, Atrick. You constantly do that. I don't care or I don't believe what's coming out of your mouth. I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to do that. Since when? Poke the bear. Since when? I don't want to hear that from you. And apparently neither does your quarterback, Dak Prescott. Dak clearly does not want to hear about any damn bears. I don't know. Did y'all learn anything from the approach to the 49ers game? Jerry said he'd learn. He, he quit talking about it. But I don't know. Did y'all learn anything from how y'all approach the 49ers game to take into your approach maybe to this Eagles game? I don't believe what you just said. Uh, <laughs> but Jerry did say he didn't want to talk about the Eagles because he's learned his lesson. So He didn't want to poke the bear. He didn't want to poke the bear is what he said. <laughs> poor honey on me. I always say that, you know. If you see me in a bear in a fight, poor honey on me. All right, two thoughts. Number one, why is everything so freaking funny there? <laughs> they, they think everything is so funny. Jerry said he didn't want to poke the bear. <laughs> why is that funny? It's not. Why is everything so funny there? And then did you pick up on what Dak said? When they ran it back to him that Jerry said, I don't want to poke the bear. Dak said, hey, you know me. When I see a bear, I'm like, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, So the old man's saying, I don't want to poke that bear. And Dak is saying, you see me in a fight with a bear. Man, go ahead, dump a bunch of honey on me. So Jared goes all Jags woman with it. And Dak decides to go all Def Leppard with it. You see me in a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. Dak knows. Dak knows that they have to handle Philly right now. That if it doesn't happen right now, it's never going to happen. And then he'll never shake his new clone gloss. Whack, Prescott. That's whack. And the last thing he needs is his owner suddenly turtling. And getting all feeble with it. Wax not having it. Nor should he. 
I know the old man is still rattled by how badly they got bullied by Frisco. Turn the page, Gramps. Punch Philly in the face, and then nobody's even going to remember what Frisco did to you. But walk around afraid of Philly and not wanting to poke the bear. The bear is going to smell the fear and eat you alive. That's what bears do. Seriously, if Dallas wants to be taken seriously, finally, they can show up, make a serious statement in Philly on Sunday. And I don't just mean playing them close, playing them tough, not getting blown out. That's not good enough. Being good is not nearly good enough. Not if you're Dallas and you're running your mouth constantly. Not if you're going up against a Jalen Hurts who is now hobbled. And he is hobbled. Reports after the Philly win over the Commanders on Sunday said that Hurts dealt with a lengthy post-game treatment on his left knee. A lot more lengthy than the conversation he wanted to have about that left knee. In fact, he made it pretty clear, you can go ahead and ask me about this injury one more time, and then I'm not going to bring it up ever again. And then he just bounced. Jalen, I got to ask, anything new with the knee? Feel better, feel worse, different, anything? Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, I got to ask, is there anything new or better with the knee? He just got up and he walked out. He got a question about the knee. Better feel worse, different, anything. Okay, that's what I thought. Thanks. I mean, dude, I got immense respect for you, Jalen, but that's weird. I mean, he's just doing his job. Injuries are definitely a part of that gig. You can't just get up and walk out when somebody asks you, how you feeling, man? How's your knee? You can't just flush that and move on. You can't flush your knee and move on. You don't look at it and flush your knee and move on. You just answer the question. And even if you answer it with a non-answer, you answer the question. You take your deuce. You don't don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. He should just go with that. Anytime somebody asks him about the knee, he should just go with with that. Hey, Jalen, how's that knee? Any update in your status? You know what, man? You don't take yourself a deuce and just look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it. If you hit them with that every single time they ask you about your knee, they'll stop asking you about your knee. How great would that have been? Instead of getting up and walking out, he should have just looked at the reporter, smiled, and said, you know what? You take yourself a deuce. You don't just look at it. You flush it. And then you move on. Anything new with the knee, feel better, feel worse, different, anything. We're going to flush it and move on. No, Alvy, I need the whole thing. You don't take yourself a deuce, look at it, you flush it, and then you move on. Anything new with the knee, feel better, feel worse, different, anything. You take your deuce, you don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. That is the last dude that I would ever tell how to handle their business because he knows he's good like that. But that's how he should handle that business. If you don't want to answer that question, if your response to that question is just to get up and walk out, do what I'm telling you to do, my guy. Just go and play the hit. Your one hit. Your platinum hit. You don't take yourself a deuce. You take your deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. Every single time somebody asks you about your knee, say that. Anyway, whether he wants to talk about it or not, the knee is not right. We know this. It's obviously not right or he wouldn't have walked out when he was asked about it. 
which means the Cowboys have even fewer excuses than they normally do when they don't get it done. If Dallas is for real, they need to show us on Sunday. It's a massive game. At least Jarrah got that much right during his appearance on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas this week. We were tricking them more than getting treated. (laughs) Well, look, uh, best of luck this weekend. We cannot wait. It's another Philly matchup, and stay safe with those fans out there. Yeah, this is uh, easy for me to say, but this is serious that we're dealing with up here, Sunday man. <laughs> uh, we got. Uh, we've got to really uh, have our game face on. First, he channels Jags lady. Then he channels Larry Robinson holding in a four-letter bomb. We got a few whining little babies in this league that don't want to get touched. But he's right. This is some serious. But this is serious. The Cowboys are dealing with. Incredibly f- freaking serious sh- that they're dealing with. Especially when you consider Jarrah's precious schedule. There's not a lot of time left on that schedule. And the league is wide-ass open. There isn't that one dominant team this year. If ever there was an opportunity for the Cowboys to finally make that run at another Lombardi, this might be it. Jarrah's last best chance. He's on a schedule. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. James Kelly, prior to tonight's showdown, Steelers, Titans, head, how you living and what's your reaction to that guy's beef? Uh, I don't know about his because it wasn't that funny, but Ken and SA I have a reaction to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want your reaction, dude, unless you want to get run. Ken got run. The reaction to Ken got run. If you want to react to him and get run and miss your segment, go ahead and react. All right, I'll wait. Don't try me, dude. <laughs> don't try me, dude. I'll run your ass. I just watched the commercial. All right, anyway, moving along. I'm going to say I'm going to save you from yourself. Steelers, Titans, tough call. Will Levis obviously looked great. He provided a huge spark for the Titans last week against the Falcons. The question is, can he do it again tonight? Can he do it on the road in prime time against the Steelers? What is the latest number? How you playing it, Head? Pittsburgh is favored by three. Mike Vrabel's never beat Mike Tomlin, and the Steelers have won five consecutive primetime games, but I'm taking the Titans and the points here. Yes. Pittsburgh can't run the football, and over the last two seasons, nobody has been harder Mm. to run on than the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans do struggle in the passing game, and they don't create turnovers. Not last week they didn't. Yeah, that last week, true. But meaning this is a tiny hands and Matt Nova Scotia air it out kind of game, something I love to see. On the other side of the ball, Will Levis should get his welcome to the NFL moment tonight at some point. You know, T-sizzle, cherry popping from TJ, Cam, and the fellas. But 
He's thrown four touchdowns in one game. Dude, you are so out of control. What? Oh, which part? All of and it. And I, I, you know, I popped my cherry oh. that game. Got a, got a first sack. Yeah, I think that happens to him tonight. Yeah, yeah I think TC. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not the point. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, my other point. He's thrown four touchdowns in one game, where Tiny Hands has thrown five all season. And this Stillers D right now is the worst of Tomlin's tenure. They rank thirtieth in yards per uh, per game given up. They won't have Minka Fitzpatrick tonight, which is huge. He leads the team in tackles, and they love to use him in a three-safety set to lock down tight ends. The Titans will use a heavy dose of the run game that averages four and a half yards per carry, the same exact um, amount of yards that Pittsburgh gives up on the ground. So what I will not be saying tonight, Jim, um, is bleep you or up yours to anyone in Tennessee this week who's taking the Titans plus three. You make a pretty persuasive argument. Now, I could not have been more impressed with Levis's debut. He looked awesome, and so in turn did King Henry, who got 100-plus. DeAndre Hopkins, who had three TDs. That's what you would expect from the Titans, right? Oh, and Ryan Tannehill, thanks for coming. Probably should not expect him to play ever again, at least not in that capacity. Right. I don't know. Listen, the way Levis looked, he looked great. But, and it is tempting, you make a good argument. You know I like Mike Vrabel. You know I like the Titans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to take that value. The issue I have is they did it at home against the Falcons. True. Not that the Steelers are world beaters by any stretch, but asking Levis to do it on the road right. against the Steelers' defense that does get after the quarterback is a different ask. It's a bigger ask. It's a heavier lift. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett is expected to go tonight. T.J. Watt is expected to wreak havoc tonight because he does every single time he steps on the field. I'm not saying I love the pick. I could actually argue either side of the pick. I could just say flip a coin, but I'm going to take the Steelers at home, and I'm going to lay the points because I think they're going to make it a lot tougher on Levis than the Falcons did. Do you have anything else for us in the way of a prop or anything else? Yeah, I got a prop here. Titans tight end Chick Okongwo over two and a half receptions. He's gotten 19 targets over the last three weeks. No Minka, like I said, and he's playing with a rookie quarterback making his second career start behind the worst line in football and in Pittsburgh, meaning he needs to get the damn ball out quick. Over quickly, two and a half dude, receptions quickly. right here. He needs to get the quickly. ball out quickly. Yeah, quickly. Do you know what an adverb is? Never no, mind. I can't spell that, dude. You, n- n- never mind. All right, so <laughs> run it back for me. Your pick and your prop. Titans plus three over Pittsburgh. Chico Kongwo over two and a half receptions. And for some of you, don't be shy on TJ Watt over .75 sacks if you want another one. Agree with that. You make any money on the World Series? Uh, yes, the Rangers finally got me paid here. MLB postseason was rough, but the Rangers kind of made up for it. All right, so where else are you going to put your money going forward? Uh, Cattle, football. Nine. Gambling for now. Yeah, car, car wash, wash dog, dog wash. wash. Dude, have you washed any dogs yet? Zero dogs washed. Zero? Yeah, zero dogs washed. So have you given up on that part of the business plan? I think so. My detail center has taken off, so I think I'm focusing on that. But Your I still have the equipment center, for dogs. Okay. Give me the proposition. What What are you offering in the way of a detail? How long does it take? I want to compare it to where I go. Inside, outsides. Uh, well, we got three different kinds for generally, basically. So inside, outside, or full. Um, the, 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 it depends on the size of car you have, but it, it could take anywhere from like two to three hours to four and a half, five. No kidding. Yeah. Well, okay, so if it's four and a half hours, what does that cost? Um, that's about th- around 300 some for some of these for the full size. Do they get their money's worth? 
Yeah, they do. And did, my guy's really, really good. That's right. Did, do you have an issue when somebody brings their car in and the car is done on normal wash and they walk all the way around it pointing out every single spot that they've missed and then when they hit that poor guy with the tip, it's normally like a buck. Yes, and they usually pay about eight bucks and they complain about that kind of stuff. A lot how, of people do that. How do you handle that? Um, we'll run it through sometimes. It depends how mad they get, but then sometimes we push back and be like, dude, you paid 10 bucks. You got to kind of push back on some of these guys because if not, they'll just walk all over you. And it's usually the people that pay the less that complain the most. That's the way it's obnoxious, man. I I think it's totally obnoxious. I watch that. I I take my car to the car wash. Hey, Ro, why don't you wash it yourself? Good point. I should, but I don't. I want to save some time. No, you're not. You're lazy. No, I just want to save some time. But I watch this. There's a, every car wash has one. That one guy or gal has got to walk around that car, point out every single spot that was missed, and then flip them a nickel. All the time. All the time. Literally. We got about like three, two, three hundred people coming in a day or something like that. So That's a good yeah. day, right? Yeah, about that. That's a good day. Yeah. All right. Especially good winter business. season, man. It's our busiest time. Yeah. How about in the snow? What's the weather like? Uh, weather's good right now. It's Colorado. It's beautiful. So it's back into the fifties or something like that. A couple of days ago, Logan got some snow up in Boulder. But Rogues did that. get his first snow, man. It was did cold. Like it? Yeah. Cold. Yeah. If you're new to it, you can beef about anything you want. Is there something bothering you? Something you want to get off your chest? Sports, non-sports, business, social, family, friends, the world, anything except the bathroom. So we do this via the phones, and we do this via written beef. You never know what you're going to get. I'm going to start on the phones because this guy ripped a golden ticket this week. And, again, there are perks and bennies. Not everybody gets treated the same. If you can make it better, you can skip the line. If you can make it better, there's going to be a benefit to it or a perk that you're going to get. So because this guy got a golden ticket and made a great phone call already, he goes right to the front of the beef line. Let's go to Jay in Columbus. Jay, it's good to have you. What's your beef? Romy, my beef is with clones that cry plant. Every time you get a good call from someone new, like, hey, loser, just because you can't do it doesn't make us plants. It just makes us better than you, idiots. Was that quick enough for you? Out. Perfect. Perfect. Dude's not a plant. He called up the other day, made a great phone call, and then immediately all the haters were like, plant, plant, Rome planted that, plant, plant. No, no. I, I know it's really unusual to get such a good phone call, but it doesn't mean that it's a fake or a plant. Haters will say, yeah, you just planted a beef call too. No, he's legit, and he still has a golden ticket. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Ryan in the 805. Ryan, good to have you. What's your beef? Rome! My beef is with the coup clone in Oxnard who doesn't know what he's talking about because Santa Barbara County happens to have the largest legal grows of cannabis in the state. And I happen to have an investment in one. So shut your face, donkey boy. And my second beef is with those <coughs> Texas Rangers ruining such a great World Series by singing Creed at the end. Disgusting. I'm out. All right, man. Ryan on the 805. What he did was pick up on a beef from last week and then updated 
this week's beef. That's why he double-dipped. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the ABQ. Sean in Albuquerque. Hey, Sean, what's your beef? Hey, Jim, what's happening? What's up? My beef is with gas station money order guy. It's like, my dude, you do realize it's the 21st century, homie. Nobody uses those things anymore, man. There's 10 of us standing in line behind you, including me and Jara, with our $5 bottles of gas station Cabernet, while you're trying to figure out how much money you can mail to your gram-gram. We have lives to live, sir. We have places to be, sir. What are you going to do next, homie? Ride home in your horse and buggy? <laughs> Call up your friends on your wall-mounted rotary phone? Write out a check to the newspaper delivery guy and then fax your boss that you're not going to be at work tomorrow, you idiot? Move it along, sir. For the love of God, move it along. Jim. Sean. The original four, the 505, Albuquerque. I am out. Move it along, Sean. Sean, move it along, sir. That's all right, though. I like it. I'm not saying these are the best beefs. I'm saying they're pretty good. They are pretty good. They're definitely the loudest beefs, but they're not bad at all. All right, so that was the ABQ. And like I say every single week at this time, one of my favorite things about the beef segment, they come from all 50. We get beefs from all over the country. One drops off, that opens up a line, one 636 Let's go to Oregon, Michael. Michael, what's your beef? Yo, Michael. If you're on hold and you hear me taking telephone calls, there's a very good chance you're next. I'm not going to hold your hand. Chalk is not going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Mike, be ready. We're coming to you next. I'll say it to you on the air. Be ready. We're coming to you, and maybe it's next. Be there. If you're on hold, we're taking telephone calls. Get ready. Let's go to Clearwater. Also a Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? What's your beef? What's up, Jim? My beef is with these degenerate gamblers that come into work every Monday and Friday morning talking about their three-team parlay that they won and oh i did this and can you believe that and you know the big and they're getting down everybody wants to get down and to be honest jim you and that marble mouth kook aren't helping everybody over here you know the little betting gambling thing's getting out of line i'm out no it's not it's actually not getting out of line and we are actually helping them me and that marble mouth kook we always say it do it for fun do, is, do it responsibly. Don't bet the rent check. Don't bet the car payment. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. We're not giving out parlays. We're not getting crazy about it. All we do is show up on Thursday before the game, give you some good content, some good entertainment. Again, this is where we're different. We're pretty good at it. We have educated takes, but we're entertaining. It's good content, even if you don't think so. I mean, you act like me and that marble mouth kook are showing up at your place of work and getting up in your grill and making you listen to all of our bad beats and our big wins. We're not. 
Come on, man. Let's go to, and by the way, the Marble Mouth Kook will be joining me in 33 minutes from Mark. Let's go to Claremont. Lane. Lane, good to have you. What's your beef? What's up, Jim? Uh, my beef is with these pundits calling somebody complicated when they pass away, even though they were very successful, but they were complete a-holes. It's like, hey, you can be really successful and be a complete jerk. And in fact, the two might be totally correlated. Like the Venn diagram that covers people who are super successful in government, business, and sports who are also completely reprehensible human beings is pretty much a perfect circle. So call like it is. These people were jerks and they were very successful. That's what I got. I think you're talking about Bob Knight, right? Bob Knight died and he was, quote, very complicated. This guy's saying, no, he wasn't. He was an a-hole. Maybe he was both. Or maybe he was a bully. Hell of a basketball coach. Can I tell you, if you know this show, I, I can't begin to tell you how much content and how many hours and how many shows we spent discussing Bob Knight back in the day. I can even remember doing an interview with Neil Reed, who Bob Knight choked. Urgh, repositioned. That's what Bob said. He repositioned him. I think that's what that guy was talking about. Hey, that's not even a Bob Knight thing. There have been some really bad people who die, and then once they die, they're complicated. Or better yet, they're good people, and we forgot about it. The narrative always changes once they're on the ground. We know this. That's not a Bob Knight thing. That's a life thing. Let's go to Maryland. Vince in Maryland. Great to have you, Vince. When's your beef? Hey, Jim. What's cracking, man? What's up, dude? Listen, that last beef about the gambling is so far off base and out there. I, I can't even believe the man would say something like that. It's called entertainment, responsible entertainment, and you called it right. You described it right. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. One last thing. Rest in peace, Frank Hondo Howard. Thank you. You got it, Vince. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. We don't hit you over the head with it. All right. We do it a few times a week because we do it a few times a week. Like James Kelly and I, nobody instructed me to talk about the games, ATS. Like we're actually doing it. We enjoy it. He and I both get down. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy the wins. Even the bad beats hurt so much they feel good, if that makes sense. It just gives us something to do and talk about. There's a sense of community. I'm not saying it's for everybody. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If for whatever reason you don't like us talking about it, we're very careful about when and how we talk about it. But I get that. You don't need to listen to it. But you're not going to talk me out of doing it because we're having a blast with it still. It's fun. And I know a lot of people are interested. Let's go to Texas. Kyle. Good to have you, Kyle. What's your beef? Hey, Jim. My beef is uh, five minutes before Pizza Hut closes, guy. Get off your ass and get over to the Whataburger. That's 24 hours. I'm closing in five minutes. Get off your ass and go out to eat. My man, so let me guess. You work at the hut and you want to go home and you want to shut this thing down and there's always that one guy who knows that you're open five more minutes and he rolls in there like at 10.58? And says, yeah, okay, I'll have 10 pies, please. 10 large pies with the works. He's like, get your ass over to the Whataburger, which is open 24 and 7. It's pretty funny.
1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Pomona. Anthony, good to have you. Anthony, what's your beef? Hey, Jimmy. I got a beef with my brother-in-law's friend for passing out on the couch at 8.30 last night. So now I got to hear this 1,000-pound sister snore all day long. I can hear him in my, my room. I can hear him in my son's room. And now I want to watch TV in the living room. Of course, he's in there snoring up a storm, catching himself choking. Hey, buddy, it's 8.30. It's Wednesday, and Minnie Mouse is not a pillow. Get your dirty head off my daughter's stuffed animal. Come on, buddy. Do better. Nice job, Anthony. He's got his brother-in-law's friend who weighs 1,000 pounds napping it out on the couch on his daughter's stuffed animal. And he's snoring so loud the entire house is shaking and he can hear it in every room. Wow. Let's go to JJ in Kansas City. JJ, good to have you. What's your beef? Jim, today for once, my beef is actually with you. And your take on vanilla ice cream, it is not ass. You can mix it up with a thousand combinations. Chocolate syrup, a little bit of fruit, candy bar bits. It's the best, dude. Come back to the playoff game and freeze a little more this winter. Let's go cheese. Bro, like we're kind of in agreement. You just basically made my take for me. That's why it's ass. Because you can't eat it by itself. It does not stand alone. You have to drown it in all those other things to make it palatable. JJ, we agree. JJ, apology accepted. JJ, I'm right. JJ, vanilla ice cream is ass. JJ. Come on, man, I'm right. I'm right, and you agree with me. You just don't know it. 1-800-636-8686. Lake Forest. Not that far from where I am. Craig in Lake Forest, what is your beef? Hey, Jim. How you doing, man? My beef, I'm out here in... I work in Santa Margarita, and I'm in charge of 10 truck drivers who all choose to use their personal cell phone for means of communication. When I go to dial one up because I got a hot emergency, it goes to a voicemail that says, and I quote, the voicemail is full, and this guy's not accepting any more messages. Dude, you are not Taylor Swift. Unclog your effing ass and get back to work and get call me, please. My man, Craig, you know that they know that's what's up. That's why they jam that email or voicemail up they don't want to hear from you man they don't want the emergency they don't want to have to do what you're going to tell them what to do that's why they can conveniently say oh sorry boss didn't get the message yeah because your voicemail box is full oh yeah i'll get right on that no they won't i feel you dude let's go to san antonio donato donato my bad Hey, Donato, sorry about that. That was a bad deke. I went to the wrong S.A. Ken in S.A. Ken, what's your beef? What's up there, Jimmy? I've got a beef with that fat dancing lady in the Jardians commercial. Hey, Tubby, if you danced a little bit more, maybe you wouldn't have the beat us. Out! It's not cool, dude. Ah. That's not yet. Thank you, Alvy. No. You don't like that color. I don't like that color. He has a, a beef. With the gal in the Jardians ad, the one dancing, 
and that if she danced more, maybe she wouldn't have the beatus. That's your beef, Ken. That beef should never have seen the light of day. And to think that I didn't go to Donato, that I passed Donato to get to Ken because I thought Ken had something significant to offer. Donato, my bad, bro. That's on me. We go to San Antonio. Donato, what is your beef? Thanks for the vine, Romy. I got a beef with these people in these upper-class neighborhoods that put their yard bags full of fall leaves in front of the recycling container. Hey, Mr. High Class, leaves aren't recyclable. Take a page out of us poor people and leave those things on the ground. More Dallas beat it, Philly. And Romy, slip my number to Rosemary in Houston. She sounds hot. <laughs> Donato. <laughs> I, I barely understood through you. It sounded like your phone was halfway down your throat when you made that phone call. Romy, she rock. He said she's hot. He said, give my phone number to Rosemary in Houston. She sounds hot. And then something about rich people and the recyclables. 1-800-636-8686. Do we stay with the phones? Let's do it. Colorado Springs. Matt. Good to have you, Matt. What's your beef? Hey, my beef is with with uh, Vegas Raider fans. Yesterday they have a dumpster fire and we get no phone calls. You asked for it all dang day for Vegas fan to go in there and have their take. They've been sitting there complaining since the beginning of the season that they needed to get rid of everybody. And when they do, they're quiet. There's just crickets, just absolutely nothing. They can eat my ass. They suck. I'm a Bronco fan. Of the- That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. Hey, I don't like that call. Not a very good call. There are certain things that I don't know. And there's certain things that I do know. And then there are certain things that I'm positive about. You cannot say they can eat my ass. That I know. I'm positive. There will be no ass eating during the beef segment. All right, so now there are two things that you cannot beef about. Bathroom smack and eating somebody's ass. But I know what you're talking about. Where, where is Raider fan? Where is Raider fan? He's right. I did talk about it all day long yesterday. You had that massacre on Halloween night in the middle of the night where they whacked their coach, they whacked their GM, they whacked their OC, they demote their quarterback that they were all in on, and Raider fans nowhere to be found, except for Matt in L.A. He was the only one, I think. Where are you, Raider fan? Now you're starting over again less than two years after you started over again. Let's get some written beefs in here because we know how butthurt they get when they're not heard. It says, Rome, my beef is with made, is with homemade deer jerky guy. Hey, Elmer Fudd, I get it. You shot Bambi, but please stop trying to feed me with your dried up gamey, tasting jerky i got my old trapper thank you here you go steve that's steve from the northwest jpr i have a beef with smokers that keep that one cigarette upside down in the pack because it's their lucky cigarette hey pig pen the warning on the side has never said may contain good luck and good fortune grow the hell up 
Jeff C. in the NC. I like it. I like that. Yeah, Trader Brent writes, my beef is with the slide at the pool. You're getting nice. You're picking up some speed. And then all of a sudden, the tender skin on the backside of your legs is ripped off by the only dry spot on the slide. You go head over heels the rest of the trip down. Hey, man, we're back to back to back. So far, so good. Jim, my beef is with these morons who use the squeegees to wash their windows on their sleds to wash the rest of their cars, washing the hood and the fenders. That There's a great invention. It's called a car wash. Use it. Rome, my beef is with these birds hopping around on one leg, faking an injury, so I will feel sorry for them and give them some bread from my sandwich. Go get your own food, you lazy scrub bird. Wore the Aiden O'Connell era starting this weekend. Todd, no longer in Hermosa. Aloha, Rome. I have a huge beef with people who should never wear a bikini or a Speedo, but still do. Please, for the love of God. Do not subject us to the horror of having to watch you waddle and bounce around in all your hellacious glory. Mike and Snowbird. Hi, Jim. You want to know what my beef is? My beef is with the lazy buttholes that have pumpkins on their porch. It is the 2nd of November, sloth. Bella being Calgary. Pretty harsh, Bella. I mean, I'd get mine off, but it's only the second. It's not the seventh or twelfth. Califloridian tweets, My beef is with the overprivileged kids who complain about receiving a piece of their unfavorite candy during Halloween while still on your porch steps. Hey, pompous brat, it's free. Just DoorDash Halloween next year to ensure that you get your favorite candy. This one says, I got beef with the people who leave their car at the gas pump when it's busy and go into the store to get snacks. Pull your car up to the allotted spots instead of leaving it at the pump when you get your snacks. Fat ass. Joe in Ohio. I'm with him. Van Smack. My beef is with my boss who decided to self-gloss himself as pizza party man. Instead of spending time self-glossing yourself, spend some time finishing my performance review and getting me my raise. Bo in the LBC. At, he's a Dadonis. That's a good handle. At, he's a Dadonis. That's a new one. Good job, dude. My beef is with anyone perpetuating this creed comeback. And sorry, at Rangers, that includes you. There's a reason planet Earth decided they were ass and moved on from them years ago. Stop trying to bring them back. That's why he's a Dodonis. Look at, look at, he looks like a Dodonis. Hey, Rome, I've got a beef with the lady on the highway brake checking me and cutting off everybody else while rocking the be kind 
and coexist bumper stickers. If you're going to drive like a butthole, your car graffiti should be a little more honest. John in Wichita. Hey, John. Van Smack. My beef is with disgruntled DoorDash employees. Rather than stomp around with disgusted looks and complain about your customers, maybe you should have finished middle school. Then you wouldn't have to ride around on a rickshaw and deliver stale sandwiches. Just remember to bring me my milkshake on time, you clown. And maybe I'll toss you an extra doubloon. Vaughn in Knoxville. You know what's funny? I saw an article this morning. Let me look really quickly. I saw an article on that very topic. Wait, 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 wait. It's in the LA Times. And it's slugged. DoorDash has a warning for non-tippers. Stingy customers don't expect your food quickly. Couriers can choose not to accept lower-paying orders. Hey, Vaughn, you're screwed, yo. If you want to use them again, you are screwed. Hey, Jim, my beef is with refrigerator door ice makers. I press my glass against the pad to start dispensing my ice and get the amount that I want. Pull said glass away, and the fridge decides I need more and continues to throw cubes all over the floor. If I wanted more ice, I would have moved the glass, or I wouldn't have. Thanks, Scott in Milton. Romy, I have a beef with the Pizza Hut guy who tries to close early. Dude, you're open until 11 p.m. It's 10.55. Make my pizza. Tim T., I love beefs that are in response to earlier beefs. Dear Jim, I disagree with that gambling beef caller. If it wasn't for gambling, some of the games I get back here, like Arizona at the quarterback list, running back list, Cleveland Browns, would be even more unwatchable. Pete in Youngstown. At the Joel 430824. Dude was 100% correct about the dancing chick in the diabetes ad. The whole ad is annoying, and that beast is front and center. Alvin, I'm going to run that beef also. If I ran the first beef, then clearly I'm going to run the next beef, which agreed with the first beef that got run. What do you say we do some rapid-fire phone calls on the way out the door? Let's go to Indy. Reed, good to have you. What's your beef? Hey, Jimbo. Hey, my beef is with that chick in the lecture hall sitting three rows behind me trying to sneak some pork rinds with her hooves with that crackling bag like nobody can hear her, and she crunches that bag when she's trying to be quiet, when I'm trying to listen to the lecture, and then when you turn around and look at her, she gives you that stink face like nobody can hear her. Eat before class. Also, my... My man, what is it about rapid fire that you did not understand? There is no room for also in rapid fire. 
We need to go rapid fire because we're on the clock. Let's go to Bugaha, Ron in Bugaha. Hey, Ron, what's your beef? Hey, my problem's with the Nebraska sports media that thinks Nebraska is back and all of a sudden going to win the Big Ten West and uh, have a great end of the year. We've won four games, two against uh, FBS teams and two, or two against Northwestern and Illinois. We're not back yet. Nice job, Ron. I agree with you. The volleyball team is back. Not your football team. 1-800-636-8686. Rapid fire. Let's go to Montana. Mark, what's your beef? Hey, Jim. My beef is with uh, the fans who want to blame their loss on because one player is out. It's a team sport. Have a well-rounded team. Thanks. You got it, Mark. Let's go to the ATX. Vince, you made it in. What's your beef? Rome, que pasa? Welcome from Vince from the ATX. My beef is with all due respect to Dodger General, Dodger fan. Get over it. 2017 was almost eight years ago. We worked you, bent you over, and took your title. You've done nothing since. 66 games does not make a world championship. Those throws, hook them. Bro, I don't think it was 2017. I think it was 2020. And Dodger Jano did not take offense to that. I'm pretty sure she didn't hear it. I think we can finish with Ty in Boise. Ty, what's your beef? Hey, Romy, what's up, man? What's up, dude? My, my beef is with Vaughn in Knoxville, the no-tooth-having piece. Uh, yeah, I'll get your milkshake in on time. If you got a problem with DoorDashers, there may or may not be something added to your milkshake. I'm out. <laughs> my man. Exactly. Exactly. Vaughn, like you're a funny dude, Vaughn, but how do you not know that? And when he says there may or may not be something added to your milkshake, what he means is there will definitely be something added to your milkshake, and it's not going to be whipped cream and a cherry. We are joined by Audric Estime. Audric, great to have you on, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you. Great to have you on the show. So let me ask you, you've won 7-9 and nine this year, as I mentioned. The two losses came against schools that are currently ranked in the top 15. So how good do you feel about this team and the season you've had overall with three games left? Yeah, I feel like we put, we're a part of a really good team. Every We have a great across the board, great offense, great defense, a great special teams. And um, something that makes this team a little different is just we're a bunch of just resilient guys. We um don't uh, don't accept defeat like we had two losses, but we don't let those two losses affect the whole season. We're taking it one week at a time and we're just grinding every day and we're just on a, on a great path. I like that. It's true. The losses did not define the entire season. You guys bounced back nicely. How much of that is about your head coach, Marcus Freeman? Like, for instance, I had him on in September. It's hard not to like, man, his energy, his enthusiasm, just the entire vibe. How much does your team feed off of that energy from your head coach? Yeah, he leads us. He, um, he's the leader of this team. I want to ask for no, no better leader than him. Uh, he prides ourselves as one day at a time, one week, one week, one life. And like you said, um, we had two losses, but we flushed that, and we're on to the next week. And I'm pretty sure after the, those um those two losses, we had a victory. So we just he's just a guy who's a great leader who um prides ourselves to stay in the moment. And um every day is a new moment. Today is Thursday. We have an opportunity to go out for a Thursday practice and get better and reach our full potential. 
and the outcome will be Saturday. So that's he's done a great job leading for us, and he's a player's person. So all of us rally behind us, and he's taking us in the right direction. I like what you just said. Like one day, one week, one life, one week, one life. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so you can't uh, look look too much in the future. You can't look in the future at all. You can't look in the past. You just got to take advantage of the moment ahead of you. Like um, like everyone's goal is to go twelve and zero every every season and win a compete for a national championship. But you got to put that on a smaller scope and take it over one week at a time, going one and zero that week, and then to go to even a smaller scope and look at a game. Do you might as an offense, you might get to play seventy snaps, but each each one of those seventy snaps is individual snap at its own, and you got to win the interval of that snap, and everything else will pay off. Audra Gastame is joining us. You know, when I spoke to him about you in September, he was raving about you overall, but also raving about your powerful running style in the sense that it sets the tone for the entire offense. I know you will credit your offensive line as you should, but how much pride do you take in the fact that you can impose your will and you can wear down opposing defenses? Yeah, I think that's just uh, the the uh, the definition of this team. We're a very physical team. We're gonna run right at you. Or like you said, I feel like I have the best offensive line in the country, and they they're very physical up front. Um, our defensive line gets them ready. We had a really strong camp. It was a very bloody physical camp, and that's just something that we pride ourselves as a team. No matter what's going on, the team might have a better might have a better scheme on us that day. They're not gonna out physical us, and that's what we've been showing week in and week out. All right, so when we're talking about Notre Dame backs that are able to impose their will on somebody, Jerome Bettis immediately comes to mind. Some folks in South Bend have glossed you with the nickname Baby Bus. I know he likes to come back when he can. Have you been able to connect with him this year, for instance, and how much do you appreciate being linked to a Hall of Famer like that? Oh uh, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. He's always around the program. He was more in uh, uh, the springtime, but. Um, I haven't really spoke to him personally and recently, but I've heard things that he said about me. And it's just an honor to see how high he thinks about me. Like he said, he's one of the best to ever do it. One of the best to ever come to university, Hall of Famer. So him praising me, giving me such high praise, it just feels great, honestly. Um, there's a lot of hard work I need to do. Definitely, there's, I'm not even close to reaching my full potential, but it just um, showed me how blessed I am though, that my hard work is getting recognized by some of the greats. Audra Castame is joining us. All right, so we talked about your play. We talked about your coach. We talked about your offensive line. Let me ask you about your quarterback. He's done it for a long time at a high level. I'm talking about Sam Hartman. Does it feel like because the guy's been doing it for so long that it's almost like you have another coach in the huddle? Yeah, yeah. He, he Like you said, he's an older dude. He's a more experienced guy. He's been playing uh, uh, the ball for a long time. So he's a guy that's a really great leader for us team, for this offense. He's a guy that I rely on me personally. Like if there's a look, like a funny look in pass protection, I'm like, Sam, what's up? And he's quick, instantly there to tell me what I have to do. And he's just a guy that is very reliable. And no matter what, you know, Sam will be there to deliver. Even if it's after a loss, he's going to be a guy that's going to be there. Hey, keep your head up. It's on to the next week. So I think um, experience definitely helped him with that. And that's a great opportunity to have him with this team and with this offense. Audric, I want to ask you something personal, if you don't mind, because I know you've credited your late mother, Bertha, for your passion for football when she introduced you to the game when you were just four years old. She passed away when you were 10. What do you remember about your mom, and what was she like? Yeah, I, I remember just being a hard, hard, hardworking lady. Um, she was sick. 
But like I like I said, dozens of time, like she did a really good job not showing me and my brother that she was sick. She would try to kind of all our sporting events, all our concerts, all our um birthday parties. So yeah, she did a really good job hiding it. But like she was going through a lot um because of her illness, but she um didn't want me and my brother to show it. So she kind of showed her resilience, and I feel like that's something that came uh, that she passed down to me and my brother. And that's something that I'll just always appreciate her for that. No matter what, she tried her best to be there for us. And that's all I could ask. And that's show, she showed our love for me and my brother. And that's something I'll just keep on going for her forever. See, it seems to me, tell me I'm wrong, but it's you appreciate that. You will always appreciate that. That will never change. But it's more than even a profound appreciation. I know that when you take the field, you honor your mother every single time you step on the field. But it's even more than that, right? Like when you give back off the field, and you do a lot of that already, especially for a young person, how much of that is about honoring the legacy of your mother? And why is that so important to you? Yeah, that's just so important because, like you said, football is football is not the end of all things. Um, it's definitely a great opportunity in my life, but there's more life out there. Like, um, with the University of Notre Dame provides opportunities for us to help the communities, and one of the places we helped was around a McDonald um, hospital, and we got to work with kids with uh, that were in the hospitals, and um, that's something I can relate to because. I spent a good amount of time, me and my brother and I still growing up because my mother was always in and out of the hospital. So just being able to give back to people who kind of experiencing things that I've gone through is just means a lot to me and it means more than I feel like football could ever. Good for you. Otter Castamay joining us. So Clemson's 4-4. Four and four. They're maybe not the forest they've been in previous years, but you know a wounded animal is obviously a dangerous one. What are you expecting from the Tigers and how hostile do you think it's going to be Saturday in Death Valley? Yeah, we're gonna expect to get the, get um uh, get their best shot. Honestly, um, like you said, they're four and four, but we really believe that they're a lot better than their record might might say. They got a lot of players, and uh, like you say, every time we match up, it's a uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a good game. It's uh, I feel like it's becoming a rivalry game. We played them last year. We got the best of them in a home stadium. So I, we all know that they're gonna they got the opportunity to get the best of us now in a home stadium. So. It's a great opportunity for both sides of the ball, and it's going to be a, a fight for all four quarters. And I'm excited to experience that great atmosphere in Death Valley that they say it is. But it's going to be a great uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm looking forward to it. Dude, you got a great mindset. You have a great way of looking at things. That is a great opportunity. That's going to be an experience. I love that matchup. That's going to be fierce. Audric Estimate having a big year for Notre Dame. Audric, great to have you on the show. Lived up to all the hype, man. I enjoyed that. Have a great week, and thanks for making time for us, especially before a good game like that. Of course. Thank you for having me. Good night now!